Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, motherfucking girls. Bonsoir, bitches. Bisous, mon ami. Bisous, bisous. We're back for We're another back. week of It Gals Podcast. The best podcast in the country, I do believe, was voted by Rolling Stone magazine the best Irish podcast yeah, yeah, ever to yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah. The people who actually, I do believe, invented podcast so thank you steve jobs uh, for collaborating with us you're an angel thank you miss you and thank you to outsider our fucking hot as fuck sponsors why are they hot they're hot because they're actually fucking best served chilled over (laughs) four dolloping ice cubes in a long glass (laughs) Uh, is this a porno or is it talking about our favorite outsider which is crisp tart Mm. light Actually, that's my favorite thing about outsider. Yeah. That, like I can be sculling that all night, baby girl, Me too. and I'm not getting that bloated belt. Like it is like it's great because I light. find even the next morning I'm like I could crack open a can. Yeah, I, it's quenching a f. It's a great cider. We we're love gonna it. open one right now. So get your hands. Hell yeah! Girls, hold and them like your clutch bag. Tuck in <laughs> to another episode <laughs> of It Gals Podcast. podcast. Lindsay, my honey, cheers. Cheers Cheers to another week being over. And what a week it was, or what a week it could have been, I do believe, for you. Because, so when I met Lindsay, we've spoken about it before. Yeah. We were at our friend James' apartment, whatever else brought us together. You can go back to our first episode and listen to how all of that shit happened. FB Pinky Wicks. Uh, yeah, to be honest, pr- press left and you'll yeah. see them. Um, <laughs> right then. We like freaking quiet. Um, <laughs> so I remember being like, so, because I was like 20, 20 probably, which is insane. So I was probably 20, I was 23. 23 or so. And I remember being like, oh my God, I know someone married. And I remember that being like such a big thing to me. And I remember me and you scored that night. And I remember, yes. and I remember oh, the next day I was like, oh my God, I scored a married woman. Clearly just being dramatic and ridiculous. Yes, but but like, also just being like, that's fucking love. Cause when you're 20, like, I mean, now I know a million married people. It's not a big deal. But when you're 20, you know, someone who's married is like, Ugh. especially a cool batch. Thank you, Mimi. So, I was, yeah, I was still with my husband when Jenny and I first met. I wasn't happy in the relationship, but I was just, but I didn't, I think I didn't know I wasn't happy. I yeah. was just kind of like floating around. And then actually, probably an integral part of my decision was meeting like you, James, mm, this big Really? I never knew yeah, that. totally. Like, I mean, because I was quite 
in a closed existence when I was yeah. like, you know, I had my sisters and my family and my school friends and then my husband. So yeah. it was all like grand. Set up. Yeah. It was just Easy. like, yeah. Like there was no like, you know, temptation. Like everyone who yeah. was around me was kind of living a normal life than I was. I totally. I to be like with a guy. And then the people that you knew were in the yeah. church. So yeah. they were all getting married at 19 yeah, anyway. So, so totally normal. Yeah. So then through a blog, I had a blog freaking years ago. Um, where I put up photos and I met James McLaughlin from his amazing blog that he had with his incredible photos that were of you, were of James Kavanaugh, were all of our, yeah. all our friends just on nights out and like just totally wild mm. and all that. And so I met you guys through that blog. So mad. So mad to think even back then we were like connecting via the internet. Mm. And um, the then, original bloggers, some may say. Yeah, literally. We blogged in such an organic, raw way. There was no like you know styling or yeah like posing it mm. was like literally going out taking a bunch of photos yeah. and putting them all up and you and put then. them all up in one stream that was like my blog from the 13th of february here's what happened on this it was like that yeah, you know the way like albums yeah you have like a blog post that was like 50 photos from one night which was just it's crazy and it was great and it was just so raw like no one was pouting posing like we were mm. all like drunk kind of so I guess when you maybe way. when you met James and you kind of saw like there were these people who were like only like a year or two younger than you living this really different kind of free life yeah. that you were probably maybe like oh did that maybe open up a kind of different totally perspective? Made me think like whoa, there's loads of people in the world that I can get on with and that are actually yeah. really more like me than my husband. Like my husband, like we obviously had Rilo and. He just didn't seem to ever have this, like, huge emotional connection to Rilo. He would say he mm. did, but, like, he didn't ever, like... I mean, now, I now know because I've had a child with a different guy, Jimmy. Who and, has such yeah. a great connection with yeah, his daughter. who, like, even during the pregnancy, like, he was ecstatic. He was, like, dying to meet mm-hmm. her. And I noticed the way Jimmy is with Luna. Like, he looks at her and notices every little thing. Mm-hmm. He's in, like, he is in love with her. Yeah, totally. And... Rylan's dad didn't have that. He just didn't have that at all. He didn't have that desire. Even the times that I was around the dad and Rilo, like, you know, I just, I never, there was never this kind of, like, warm embrace. Even Because, yeah. like, oh, just to give a bit of context, if me and Lindsay met when she was separated, or when she was with her husband. However, we became really good friends when you were separated. So yeah. I was kind of only around Rilo when you were separated. Yeah, you know, because I think when we first met, I was married, and then you went to New York yeah and during your time in New York that's when I kind of separated so when you came back but so this has been like years ago like how many years ago is this I went to New York for the first time yeah the first time in 2011 so that's seven years ago like that's so long and we would have met the year I think before that I think we met around or maybe not maybe about six months before that because I think I met James in around 2011 Nine or ten. Yeah. And then I think about you in eleven. So mm. it makes sense. Mad. So crazy. So fucking crazy. So what happened this week, basically? Yeah, so basically, like, this has obviously been ongoing for so long. Like, him and I didn't even make our two-year wedding anniversary. And the reason that I got married was because I was brought up in a family that, like... Mm-hmm. 
you know, sex was, once you have sex, that's your partner, that's your husband. You're yeah. supposed to have sex with one person. And I had sex with that, got with Rilo's dad, and I just, the guilt overwhelmed me. And then I thought that I would plaster it over by getting married. And yeah. I, well, you were told this was the way, like, yeah. you were basically told that, like, the person you have sex with should be the person who you should marry. So in your head, you're like, well, he obviously means the best me because I had sex with him so then therefore I should marry him you know that way it's like like, it makes perfect sense when you're in it you're like oh well I had sex with him so therefore that's the guy I'm gonna marry yeah yeah because you never had a different dude you know that way I didn't have yeah it was the first guy I had sex with and it was my first proper boyfriend Mm. and so I didn't have anything to go off and that kind of stuff so yeah then I try to kind of keep it just like okay I'm just gonna like keep on keeping on because totally I'm married now and um yeah we just we just didn't go down like yeah. we had violent fights like it was not good he was so unfair in regards to like helping with parenting and stuff like yeah. that and um fine like I was I had wanted to break up with him for ages but my parents were always in my mind. I was like, how can I yeah. express to them that I have grown up with my husband? I like, think it's also, like, good to note. Like, we've spoken about how your family, your parents anyway, are would be religious. But I think it is good to know, because I remember you telling me that, like, your parents weren't the kind of, like, super religious parents who were like, and now you have to marry him. Like, it was actually, you were kind of... It was actually, like, I mean... Your mom was kind of more like, don't do it, wasn't she? She was for a while, but then she also had... Like, I think what affected me more than actually, like, my parents Mm. was more just the, like... I would call it Catholic guilt, even though my parents aren't Catholic. It's the same feeling, yeah. yeah. It's like... Well, to be honest, all that guilt is a Christian thing. Because, you know, it's written in the books, you know, that way, like... Like, being brought up that way just really, really got in my brain. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's, it's very synonymous with all religions, you know? Like, I mean... Yeah. So it's, it's just a religious guilt feeling where it's like... Where you're, you're brought up with um, certain standards and beliefs and exactly. like, rules and you go, like, against them, it does. It can, it really, it's like mentally gets in your brain. Yeah. It's mad because I've never had it. And I've known people who have had it and I've seen it exact same as you but have. But there are people it who haunts have haunts people. if their parents have not been religious. Like, yeah. I honestly do think Catholic guilt is an Irish cultural mm. Yeah, like well, yeah. Dead. When you're in a culture that does kind of vilify sex so much that, yeah. you know, of course, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I consider myself lucky that I got off from it. I've just random. I don't know. I mean, my mum and dad have always been really good with kind of stuff like that. So maybe that is great. But I have of course seen people yeah. who have had parents similar to you, and they still oh, have had. It. I'm not using it as an excuse. I mean? I'm, no, just I'm just saying, saying that like, totally. That in what's incredible because it's a societal it. thing. It's like mm. it doesn't. It's not just your parents. It's like how the whole culture feels about sex. You know yeah. that way, like because it happens a lot with gay men. Mm, they can be yeah. with like a really understanding mom and dad mm. but still find it so hard to come out because yeah. of just it's just this kind of expectation and you know normality or whatever yeah, society and all so that you know when the reason i brought that up was just that like you know it wasn't that you were afraid to tell your parents because they were like you have to marry him it was yeah. more just like this kind of overwhelming end to i mean i can understand that you're 23 you've kind of been like pushing to get married to this guy your family accepted him you've had a child mm. and then you're like oh my god I didn't even last two years like it's not working it kind of is a thing of being like because when you get married even though I didn't have a big everyone always asks about my marriage like Mm. my wedding and all that like I was not excited for my wedding 
I didn't have a big wedding. I literally brought, like, a few close friends. Tell the story about your dad. My dad, yeah. Like, I mean, I got married. Like, and I honestly think, like... I mean, I, it just didn't feel right, but I yeah. just went along with it. I was... Tw- six months pregnant, right? T- six months pregnant. I've been 21 a month. Like, I was just, like, going along with it and thinking, like, look, what if this works out? Yeah. What if it actually is? Yeah. Because, you know, I was, like, that of was... Of course, you're 21. Like, yeah, I was like, maybe this is just how life works. Yeah. I didn't bloody know. I yeah. lived it. No one knows, you know? Yeah. And then like we got married and everything and I was brand- like me and my dad are like close but not like physically like we wouldn't be like a kind of huggy yeah you know, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing. yeah like we're like we're very like silently close like we wouldn't even have big conversations yeah you're like dad's. a close like emotional bond but you're not like yeah. daddy yeah we're kind of like we're like there for each other mm. but like without the physical or even like your dad's a kind of reserved dude. So yeah, like, he you know, he's, just he's not a talker. No, he's, he's not, not a kind of like, he wouldn't be like, oh, I love you, awful. I love your dad. You know, he he's would, so he just, cute. he shows his love through his, his love language is his action. Totally. He'll collect you. He'll like come up and help you with the He's house. like persistent as yeah. well. Mm. He's like, the daddy episode. <laughs> we'll father. do one for Father's Day. How cute. Oh my God, so cute. Oh, and a Mother's Day one. Oh my God, let's get my mom on for Mother's Day. She would love to be on it. She would love her Yeah. Let us know if you want my mom because my mom was a woke ass bitch get her on the potter and she listens she yeah. does she invented the word potter potter I'll yeah, never get over good luck in the potter potter potter, potter. <laughs> shout out if you know what's up about yeah double tap if you know what we talk about but yeah so I married the man and then I felt this huge like obsessive connection with my dad where like me and my dad were like swaying dancing in this random hotel in Cavan <laughs> I was crying. You was in when you got married. Yeah. I didn't know that. I forgot Balling about that. Crying. Yeah, maybe you said you were heaving crying. It's really like, not cute. Like, <laughs> you know, that kind of like, yeah, okay, like, you need like, to breathe. Please breathe. You know when like a toddler can try to breathe. It's like, okay. You know when a toddler gets yeah. in a fish and they're like. <laughs> it was like that. It was like so intense. Like Luna goes. <laughs> yeah, she, I'm like, breathing. Luna, breathe. And she's like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, breathing. I just, like, just like this. The enragement. Yeah. And um, I was hugging my dad and being like, sleep in the bed with me, please. Sleep in the bed with me. I don't want to sleep with them. I'm alone. I don't want to. I want you and mom there. I thought your dad was he terrified. Was like, oh, okay, well, I, I'm not. I'm You're not, already I'm pregnant, pregnant, first of all. Yeah. I'm not going to sleep in I was like, no, just cuddle me. Never, we never cuddle. Like, this was going from nowhere. I, I, I don't know why you're also like, like six months pregnant. Because in one mind, I'm like, maybe your dad thought you were being the, ba- the bone. Yeah, well. I was like, maybe your dad just thought you're being like really uh, remote. Like, or no, no, I thought like before I remember that you're pregnant, I thought you were like, oh, maybe just you know, felt sorry for you were being like scared because he thought you were a virgin. Then I was like, no, right. six months pregnant. But then I, what I realized from like hindsight's a brilliant fucking thing, Jenny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny. Jenny, it's my college there. Exactly. We should Lindsay. do that. Lindsay, go on, Lindsay. Lindsay, go on. But um, yeah, I think I was kind of looking back and being like, oh my goodness, like I'm basically trading in, like my, I have this amazing dad. My yeah. dad is amazing. He's such a loyal partner. He's been such an incredible partner. Yeah. Throughout our whole lives. 
and then I marry this chump. Yeah. And this is my equivalent to it. And I was yeah, like, it's like that's not that my no, dad. You, yeah. Like, your morals, your values are wow, what man, you really need. doing some... I fucked it off for you're, this. You're being introspective right now. I am. I mean, I was daddy She's issues. She's got daddy issues. Mm-hmm. That's not Trisha, Trisha Paytas' song, Daddy Issues, Gus. To be honest, I'm <laughs> so obsessed with that bitch. You were so... She's like... I just think it's fucking Trisha Paytas. Anyway. Anyway. Boy, okay. so yeah, so, so we're very. So what I'm saying is that that was like years ago. Yeah, and so we didn't make our two year um, anniversary. We split up. It was hell. It was a very like not a great breakup. It mm. didn't end on good terms. But he was renting an apartment. I was always asking him to like take Rilo. I was open to him taking Rilo mm-hmm. for a few months, and he did take him. He took him every second weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 Like, he didn't... He kind of... He took him on a babysitter's mentality. He was like, I'll... T-, like, you know, it wasn't like, I'm dying to see him. It was like, yeah. I'm helping you out kind of Yeah, thing. I'll do you a favour. Yeah. It was like, oh, fine, I'll take him tonight. Kind of thing. And... He was also quite... Very strict with Ryla. Yeah. Very strict. Like, too strict for my liking. To the point where they weren't having fun. It was basically like a disciplinary... Just the rules. Lesson. Constantly, yeah. yeah. Mm. And like Riley was, Riley's like, also like, a very free kind of spirit. He just can't really like. Yeah. yeah, and he likes what he likes. Like he doesn't eat certain. Like that's fine. Yeah. I always think with kids, if a kid has doesn't want to eat something, you shouldn't. I think that's a bad thing to teach someone to yeah. eat something because they'll come like around them. to it in time. Yeah, you know that way. Like my brother was really a negative thing. Yeah, it's just gonna or a punishment where you yeah. have to eat something. It's like you it's know, just always gonna be a negative thing in your existence. But like. So yeah, so then um, he decided to move back to England and we had agreed. Randomly, by the way. Yeah. I remember that because I remember when I... Do you? When we, yeah, because when we became really good friends, you were separated from him, but... I keep really saying his name. You were separated from him, but you... He was still in Ireland for like three or four months because that's when you moved from that yeah. apartment to the yeah, other yeah. apartment. Mm. And I remember moving, when we moved you into the new apartment with Rilo, that was closer to me... Mm. I'm, he was still here, actually. Yeah. He was here, but I remember, I think he had just told you. Because I remember being at the apartment, and it was very soon. I remember you being like, he's just, he's saying he's moving to England next week. It was like, he's moving on Thursday, by the way. Yeah, and I like, thought he'd had this full, full-time job that yeah. he was like, committed to. And then he basically was like, I'm actually moving to England. And I remember me and my mom and him met up in a hotel to address how he would see Rilo. Because like, me and my mom were like... Are you going to take him for like two weeks if you're off? Like, yeah. how's it going to work? Kind of thing. And we were completely open with him having him. Mm-hmm. We wanted fairness, and we like wanted to like him to have a relationship with his dad. We arranged um, fifty euro a week. He'd be putting into my account. That's not a lot to ask for. That's not even a tenner a day. Um, and grand, I was like, look, you're moving. I'm not going to stop you. You want to move back home. And he moved back home and he had a job for about one or two weeks. So I got, I think, a payment of 150 euro mm. that we agreed on before he left. And then he was like, I've actually lost my job. So I'll tell you when I get a new job. He got a new job. He didn't tell me. I found out from like Facebook. And I asked for the maintenance that we'd agreed on. And he just kept on then saying that he didn't, couldn't afford it. And then he... Living at home, by the way. Living at home with his parents, yeah. And like... You know, obviously not paying maintenance, so like where your outgoings. And then he um 
Yeah, so then for in regards to him seeing Rilo, he used to always say, can Rilo come over and visit? And I was like, like, Rilo was younger than Luna. Rilo was two and a half. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. And Rilo had been with me 90% of his existence. Yeah. So he goes, I want Rilo to visit me. And I said, that's fine, but I would have to come with him. And I said, so if you guys can pay for my flights and sort out accommodation, mm-hmm. I will, like, guide, I will, like, yeah. bring Rhino over to see you. He wasn't paying maintenance at this Supervise, stage. you know. Yeah, I was like, I'll need to come over. Rhino's two and a half. He's very, like, you know, connected with me and yeah. all that. And he was like, no, if you want to come over, you can buy, you can pay for your own tickets and your own accommodation. And I was like, I'm already paying for everything of our son. He was not paying maintenance at this point. So for me to also pay money for him to have a relationship with his father, which doesn't hurt when I'm living basically... Like, I'm, I'm doing you a favor. Like I was on welfare. Like welfare in this country is the equivalent of poverty. Yeah. Like that is poverty. Like they give you welfare for a part-time job. Yeah. So I'm living off a part-time wage when... He's living off a full-time wage because yeah. he has the ability to work. And also, you're living off a part-time wage, by the way, with a child. With a child, yeah. So it's like, you know, a person and a half. Yeah. And he's living by himself, full-time wage, and not paying a dime. Yeah. So, basically, Rilo didn't go over because I couldn't afford tickets, and he never came over here, and he never, like, he never really, like, he kind of half-assed asked to get Rilo over there. It was never, like, I mean, obviously... They knew that I wouldn't be able to afford to go over there. Yeah. So, like, they were putting up the barriers themselves. So, this has gone on, and it actually is mad to see how years can go on. Mm. Like, because I remember, like, this whole thing being like, whoa, he hasn't seen him for three months. Whoa, he hasn't seen him I remember it, too. Being like, whoa, it's a year, it's a year. year." And, like, his granny and his granddad would come over. Yeah. So, what we're trying to get to the point, we actually haven't said it yet. Yeah. You got divorced, baby. Well, so you nearly got divorced. Like, well, like I was saying, like, we were, you know, Jenny and I were like, well, it's been a year. It has now actually been six years. Six years. Like, the years go, they always say, like, when you have kids, cherish those years, they go by so quick. I can't believe it's been six yeah. years since his dad. Like, to think of it in the regard that, like, well, if Luna, like, Luna's nearly four now, but Luna being two and a half, and to the comparison between her yeah. and Rilo's age so is ginormous. Like, Rilo's. Even for me, they're not even my fucking kids. Mm. Mm. And, like, I've known Luna since she was born. I knew Rilo when he was about two. And even just the, the same jump, like, Rilo from two to nine and Luna from, like, whatever the hell she... Like, you know, it just it just seems... Yeah, it's a, it's like, a head fuck. I'm like, I can't make sense of it. And to not to be around for those years is, like... It's mental. It's just, like, such a waste of your life because there's such precious times. And, like... He's just suppressed the fact that he has a child, though. I just... I, I just don't think, think he, that. he has the emotional capability, capability to love to that extent. But yeah. Like, so, I was... Yeah, so, basically, I've been working on getting the divorce for two years. Because in Ireland... Because I'm on a low wage, I am entitled to legal aid, but legal aid means that literally it takes years. So... Yeah. I applied for, I think, two years ago. So what is the thing, because I know some people were asking, we'll just do a quick recap yeah. of like, in Ireland, if any of our listeners who are like not from Ireland, divorce is only legalized in like 1996, a mm. uh, very Catholic country, etc, etc. But even to get a divorce now, if I'm wrong, correct me, but you have to be living apart for five years? 
Yes. So you can, I applied when we were living apart for four years. Okay. Because it would take that long for it to actually go through the system yeah, or whatever. Yeah. That okay. I would be then five years mm-hmm. by the time it kind of was developing. So you have to be living apart and you have to have proof of two addresses yeah. that you've been living apart. So either years. legally separated or have all this proof, basically. Yeah. But to, again, to be legally, like you cannot be living within the same house. Yeah. Because that happens to a lot of oh, marriages where they've been, yeah. they have their family home. They've lived there for three years separated. You Insane. then have to have another five years in different homes with proof. So we've had that. We have not been in contact. And I was finally, like, I've been waiting for this. Like, I mean, I actually haven't been like, it's not a massive pressure for me to get divorced. It doesn't really affect my life. But yeah. But it's also, like, it's a nice kind of, like, closure, you know? I'm like, really looking forward to it, but I'm willing to accept the Also, time. extremely glam Thank you. to be a divorcee. I'm dying to be a divorcee, can I say? Under 35 can divorcee. I have our divorcee party, are you ready? I'm dying Okay, so we're going to go karaoke and we have to sing, like, anti-men. <laughs> yes! Like, Kind of song. Breakup songs. Yeah, breakup songs. Literal breakup songs. Yeah, okay, like let's Madonna. do it. Let's do it. Anyone wants to come join us? You're invited. But yeah, so basically, finally it came through this week. I was being seen into a court. Now, I've been, for the past two years, every like six months yeah. I've had to meet with my lawyer and had to give like, for example, an affidavit. An affidavit is where you proclaim all your incomings and outgoings. So they have to know where your money is coming from and what you're spending on. They literally go to the point of like, how much do you spend? Like, how often do you get your hair cut? And you divide that by like the many. Yeah, it's like a full, it's basically a full audit of all your incomings and outgoings. It's like, they, they take everything you spend, everything you, like what you could spend, like your monthly kind of deposits, all that kind of shit. Like, do your full finance. It basically has to kind of match up because obviously if you have, say, a certain amount of incoming money, if that doesn't match your outgoing, they know not that there's something up. Yeah. So if you're saying, I have 600 coming in a week, but I... I'm spending 800 a week. They're going to yeah. know that you're... Exactly. Lying. So, like, exactly. I mean, I did mine organically. Yeah. Like, as in, they were like, how much do you spend on this? Like, I didn't have a calculator. I was doing it off my head. Yeah. And it came up perfect. Really? Because yeah. you just, you knew in your head because you've yeah. been doing it for so bloody long. Yeah. So, I want to, because we have to get into our outsider moment now. Yeah. So, so this, this is what happened. So... Fast forward, we're in the divorce court, Smithfield, yeah. Fa- family law. And this is what happened, yeah, family law in Smithfield. Now, my dad was, he was like, I'm going to come in with you. And I was like, do you know what, I'm going to be there. I was like, dad, I actually, I'd love you to be there, but I wouldn't because I know that it's going to yeah. be such a long wait time. And yeah. I, to be honest, would want to just sit and read and yeah. be on my phone. And It's like going into Eeyore. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, you know like, what, like, there's no point waiting for me. I know I'm going to be here six hours you make me more anxious knowing you're going to yeah. be waiting for me. Every time, like, if I'm on my phone, I know my dad isn't on his phone that much, so yeah. I'll be on my phone, he'll be like, oh, you know, like, no. Yeah, trying to make conversation. Yeah. But then anyway, so I went in on my, and I also was like, I'm getting divorced, I'm becoming a single person. I was like, I want to go into this courtroom by myself, totally. dressed up, go for a cocktail afterwards, by myself, like that. Oh, part, yeah. That, like, that scene is like, sincere. Yeah. When she's like... And then I sat yeah. and had a glass of red wine alone, alone. without no, a book. Without a phone. And just a pashmina. Yeah. And she's like, and it felt wonderful. And that is, it is the kind of, like, 
ability to sit without a distraction yeah totally pen or a book or whatever so I was like I'm just gonna sit there I'm this is my yeah. like entrance into and like life. you know here the fuck is helping you're it's only gonna happen once yeah you're only gonna get divorced once so like, you may yeah, as well may, fucking... and also if you're in a weird situation like that you may as well make a movie yes. pretend you're Carrie Bradshaw yes. pretend you're fucking Elle Woods yeah exactly be like I'm here it's way more this is it big this is it between me and you this is not baggage, it's biggage. <laughs> so, this is our outsider moment. So, in what, so my lawyer came up to me and she was like, Lindsay, I think this is going to be adjourned. Let me just, we have to perceive what our outsider moment is. So, no, I'm getting to one. Oh, I thought yeah. you were saying already. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm just explaining the background. Sorry, don't I'm worry, sorry, honey. I'm don't sorry. worry, honey. <laughs> See, which is so transparent, guys. Just get get. Can't off. help but be transparent. Yes, Jenny's like, please. Uh, Bursting out of my veins. Guys, we have to tell you. But, um, yeah, my solicitor came up to me and said, we're not sure if he's definitely got the memo that, like, today is the day, so it probably will be adjourned. And I was, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and then two seconds later, like, she had toddled off, and he walks in, and off. Oh, this is the outside moment, girls, and there's that open at a can so outsider is all about being your fucking self being outside the box living your authentic life and I mean what more could be authentic life and deciding you're gonna live it than divorcing your bloody husband girl (laughs) so in walks my husband this is my outsider moment in walks my husband and out of nowhere I'm just in convulsions like it's not okay like, I'm in a courtroom waiting room. Like, there's Lindsay's people who are... sending me laughing selfies. Yeah, like, I was, like, texting Jenny, being like, Jenny, I need help. I actually can't stop. I can't stop laughing. Like, Jenny, please. I need help. I didn't know what to say. I was like, I need help. I literally... I can't stop. The craziest thing was, I knew exactly how... You, like, I knew. I was like, I actually know that awkward feeling of, like... It's like when you're on a bus and some guy you rode gets on the bus. And I it's just like, like, I... I I can't. I, I, I can't. And I was just like, I actually, I have a fucking abscess on, like, a sore cheek. From because I was grinding <laughs> the innards of my cheek to try and stop laughing. It wasn't working. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, for an outsider road, you also think of, like, how ridiculous the situation is. You're like, I'm fucking sitting here. My husband hasn't come home for yeah. years. He hasn't seen his kid. And yeah. yet he'll come home. To be fucking making sure I'm not getting his 40 euro a week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With no ba- bank statements. And hype top DCs. Hype top DCs and a freaking bag goatee. Goatee. The goatee. I mean, I was actually passing the fuck out. And, and like, my lawyer came over and she was like, Are you right? Are you right, Lindsay? And I was like, <laughs> Can you believe he's here? Oh, my God, I'm pissing myself. She was like, Okay, so yeah, and like, like, and I was just like casually, and that was such an outsider moment. Casually being free, yeah, like in such a normal place, grabbing the lawyer, I can't even like, like, trying to get on their level. Yeah, like okay, I'm not near level. Yeah, no, we're we're professionals yeah. still. And I was like, I'm actually on the floor. So thank you, uh, outsider, for sponsoring Lindsay's divorce. Not fucking joking. I'm thank joking, you. Bitch. But thank you for. Making me feel okay. Yeah. Being that. And to be honest, like, there's so many times in my life now, like, since we've been sponsored by Outsider and, like, being, like, involved in the brand, that, like, I have these weird, freaky moments and I'm like, I just sometimes like, that's just an Outsider moment. It kind of makes me be, like, kind of make it normal, you know? I'm just like, that's just you my know, fucking Outsider moment. I was... So, yeah. So, that was my first kind of reaction to yeah. just him walking in. And then, 
And what was infuriating, and yes, we're still talking about the divorce, and I'm just going to finish it up here yeah. and explain what kind of happened. So what was infuriating was that he became he became unrepresented. So my solicitor was kind of talking Which, to him. Which, by the way, I'm sorry to cut across. Don't worry, girl. Such a fucking arsehole mood. Yeah, so well, fucking... Do I need a fucking lawyer? Stand alone. I don't need no one. This fucking bitch dragged me into court. Like, fuck. Like, at least. Like, if I'm going to divorce you, I beg you to turn up in a suit with a lawyer. At least give me the decency of a glamorous divorce. Yeah, I know. Like, Nigella Lawson, Charles Satchi. Yes. Thank you. That Satchi divorce, though. Remember her? She was gas in that divorce. She was like... She spoke like a freaking a poet. I love Nigella. I oh, she was fab. Like, there's actually a transcription of her divorce and the way she spoke was gas. But yeah, so um, my solicitor kind of had to explain to him, like, what I'd said, what was going on. I mean, okay. In so, terms of money? Well. Or just the whole thing? Kind of, she was just saying, like, we're, we obviously are aware that you haven't had contact with your son in oh, many years, okay, okay, okay. yada, 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 and we're looking for maintenance. Now, he has not paid maintenance in six years, but in the past three months, my mum decided, and my dad, they were like, because my parents helped me out with, like, extra activities for Ryder. Which like, Ryder riding, Which he, like, thrives He's off. just one of those kids. He, he loves yeah. that kind of, he's very, he's always been a super high energy kid. Yeah. So he needs a lot of time. And really, really like, a social, yeah. like, involved kid. Totally. But one of the things that he absolutely adores is horse riding. And it's one of the most expensive freaking out of school activities that you can do. But he, like, actually is friends with the horses. Like, he, like, is, like, to randomly like the horse whisperer and um so we wrote to his dad four months ago and said like could you pot like my mum and dad actually showed like they kind of like calculated what exactly they spend on Rilo a year yeah and they're the grandparents they were like this is what we do to help Lindsay so Rilo they basically didn't have David yeah yeah and they were like if you can explain to us what you could provide towards that it will be great and it came to like five grand and um, at least I think it was five or seven grand. And that's probably not counting even the babysitting or and stuff. petrol and that yeah, kind of stuff, like, you know. And um, so he wrote back and said, "Okay, I've done my calculations. I can give thirty-two euro a week." Are and you? So my mum was joking. Like, yeah. So this has been for the past four. He's made four payments of thirty-two euro. Wow, well, one hundred and twenty yeah. euro. You're rolling now, are you? Yeah. Do you have, get week. the Chanel? Um, I've also got a style, I've got a little Louis Vuitton, and I have a Dior coming. And then you've obviously spent all the change on drink for yourself. Yeah, drink and like eyelashes and condoms. And yeah, shit. eyelashes for Luna as well, because mm. fuck it, it's not mm. his kid, so just fucking deck her right now. Yeah, she know? needs it. Like, she needs a spray tan every yeah, week. because this is what he said. So he's been paying this four times, and so my solicitor goes up to him, and he says... I've been actually paying 32 euro for the past few months. How um, he can be proud. I know. And he was how, like, can, how can someone actually be like, I've been paying 30 euro. I, do you know, I pay fucking 30 euro a week for my leap card, babes. Yeah. That is how much it costs me to go into town to my job and make money. 
That's my leap yeah, hard fare. Public transport. I can throw. I could throw you thirty euro a week and not miss it. To be honest. Yeah, exactly. That, like, if you're working full time, I could throw you thirty quid yeah. and not fucking know about it. You know. And so he goes. So we're in front of the judge at this point because he had no bank statements. He came to the court with no bank statements, no anything. So, and what's amazing, like sometimes Irish law can, in a way, pull you through, but I don't rely on it. I don't think that I won't, I won't get anything big. But anyway, what I did appreciate on that day in regards to Irish law is how they um, will kind of take ownership of a child because in other countries, without his bank statements, they could have given us a divorce. But in Irish law, because he didn't have his bank statements and, like, show his provisions, they physically couldn't give us a divorce. Because if they had said, look, we'll handle the money another day and give you divorce. Right. It puts the child under, like, you know. Stress and stuff. Well, no, it puts the child under. Oh, uncertainty. Yeah, okay. Because if they're saying, oh, no, dad, you get away with it, you're grand. The mum actually has to be the sole provider. Yeah, like someone has to pick up the yeah, slack. Like exactly. someone has to pick up the slack. You know, it's not like, just like a, an empty like. Oh well, we don't know where the money's going, so mm-hmm. we'll just relax for a week. It's like no, Riley's yeah. still going to be going to school. So we're going to be on horse riding, all the rest. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so they couldn't actually do that because he didn't pre- present his means or whatever, and um. So then he got like the chance to speak, and he was like he was expressing to the, like in front of a lawyer this was shocking to me he was like since I've been paying the 32 euro a week I've been having to decrease my intake of food I've been having to borrow off friends Lindy he was like I've been having to borrow off friends and family and my girlfriend and she is in hideous death now because of this and she's, Lindsay, 20, she's a student okay just so everyone knows I, this is the first time I've heard it because I wanted to be fresh yeah I know I didn't tell you okay like, and I'm just going to, like, counteract this as someone who is on, like, a full-time wage. I've been in a company. Like, mm-hmm. I've been working for four years. You know, I'm on an adult wage. Okay, I'm not, like, a straight-out-of-college college wage, which yeah. I'm presuming this he's guy... He's Yeah. He, he's on a real-life wage. Mm-hmm. €30 euro a week? Mm-hmm. That's a six euro lunch a day. If yeah. you were living in, like, he, I know where he lives, okay? Yeah. He's not living in, like, you know, the back arse of nowhere lunches are costing him at least a tenner like he's also not living in like new york where like or in his own like, gaff mm. like you know there's just so many parts of it that i'm like having 30 or like if the dublin bus doubled my bus fare as i said like 30 euros about my mm. bus fare a week okay if Dublin Bus doubled it, yeah, I'd probably be like, whoa, that's more money. But I'm not going to be fucking going starving because Decreasing of it. your it, food in And it. going into debt and yeah. making all of my family and, go into debt. asking Michael for money, who's a student, and he's got, like, he literally Putting my said, boyfriend in debt to get a mortgage now yeah. because I'm paying 30 euro a week. She, he was literally saying, my girlfriend is going into a much bigger overdraft. He actually said that in front of floor. I was... Eye rolling, heaving, laughing. I was just like, like, "Are you? Are you actually saying this?" And then the judge goes, "She was like, okay, so you're going to make an affidavit that will show exactly what you're saying." Yeah, because you'd be in the minus, basically. And he was like, "Yeah," and she was like, "Okay, well, when can you have this ready for?" And he goes, "Well, I work sixty hours a week, 
So um, I'll have to, like, if I'm not, like, my only, I have barely any free time. 60 hours a week and he's impoverished. And I was like, so hold on. He, like, exactly. He literally put his own foot in his mouth. And then she was like, and are you going to have anyone represent you in, if you come back? And he was like, because of my wage, I'm not entitled to legal aid. So he also basically kind of explained that he's on a certain Oh my God, wage, yeah. That he isn't entitled to legal aid. That's insane. So that I was like wide-eyed, and then he shot himself in the foot. Yeah, there, I didn't have to say anything, and then we uh, we went outside, and because he doesn't want to come back for the next hearing, he had to present himself. So my solicitor told him, showed him the building he has to like present himself. And what then is how do what is the presenting yourself? It just thing? means that like if you kind of are like, hi, I'm so-and-so okay and here and i want this oh okay you're con- consenting yeah, and so what's gonna and happen probably with my divorce is that he's gonna not show at the next hearing mm. and but he's gonna say i am willing to give 30 euro a week and i'm going to then um battle that okay i'm not gonna accept that so yeah that yeah yeah, that yeah. The next time it'll be in front of a court of law like it'll be in front of a proper court wow yeah that'd be interesting and I'm not like I mean it was amazing to have this solicitor behind me because when we left the room and like in front of his mum like we were literally metres away from his mum who would come out for the day as well and she was like Lindsay I am bamboozled after hearing what he has said she was like everything you've told me about him he basically just like like yeah like justified it yeah justified it in those three minutes like she was like I cannot understand hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And for a lawyer to say this, who does divorces, like fucking hell. Exactly, she was like, I just... is he telling us that he works 60 hours a week and is an impoverished human who can't afford food? After 30 euro extra going out. And also, by the way, can we just lay it out there? He lives in England. So 30 euro is about 25 pounds. Mm. Yeah. So 25 quid is coming out of your thing. like, having a child, especially in marriage, it's not an afterthought. Like... It's not like... It's not like you're asking him to pay your fucking electricity bill. You're asking him to pay for his fucking son. Yeah. And she was like, he doesn't seem to realise that actually having a child in marriage in Ireland is... Like, you are under... Like, you're under law. 
And it, to be honest, it should be speed. in any country. Like, you decide to bring another human into the world, you're responsible for the human. Mm. So, I'll keep you guys updated. Now, I'm not fingers crossing that I'll get any type of payment, but all I am hoping for is even just that, because it's not hitting home. Not that I think we'll ever hit home. Mm. But me saying it is one thing. A court ordering him something, like a certain amount of payment or whatever, or just even saying that he's let his son down, just for it to come from the court of law rather than just me or my parents. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's more legit. And like, for me, it's just like, not to make it like about me, but it's just because I've known Rilo for so long, right? Mm -hmm. I've known Rilo as long as I've known you. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm so... I just love Rilo to death. Like, he's just, like, one of my favourite people in the world. And, like, I saw this all happen. Like, I was there in the apartment for, like, the random Skype calls where Rilo was Mm -hmm. trying... Like, because Rilo's a really chatty kid and, like, I don't know, his dad just wasn't as receptacle and... I've just I've been through all of it with Rilo so it's like for me it's just like even if Rilo only figures this out when he's like fucking 30 Mm. if he sees that at least like because I know you spoke about it a little bit on your Snapchat like recently that Rilo's now kind of coming more aware that like Mm. his dad's not here maybe that's because you know Jimmy's you know I know it Luna loads Mm. and you know that probably would resonate with him a little bit and you know, it's just, like, it's so annoying that there's kids out there in the world that, like, one of their parents or both their parents just, like, didn't give a fuck. Mm. And it's it's such a... I don't know. It's, I just can't relate to what it. What kind of has, like, made me see full circle or whatever because what I was finding hard the past couple of weeks was, like, Rilo was talking about his dad and he was talking about him in this, like, amazing way, like, mm. as in this hero way. He was, like... Because, basically... Rilo hasn't got... He didn't get a birthday present or a Christmas present, I think, the last time. But this year, his dad sent him a 40 euro Amazon gift card. And it came... Yeah, it came, like, no to from. So we didn't know who it was from and we had to email him. It was from him. But that was quite a big for Rilo. He was like, oh, my goodness. And, like, he came home one day and he was like... I just can't believe my dad sent me that. It was the most thoughtful thing. Which is just so sad that he thinks that's the most thoughtful thing. But then I kind of... And I was, like, grating my teeth being like... Mm. You fucking joke. And I thought that the blues Nintendo Switch here. And you think it's from fucking Santa. Like, I'm grinding my teeth. But then I kind of thought... I'm actually so glad that he's such an innocent human that he still sees the good in people. Yeah. I would prefer him to see the good in this faux dad and this faux idea he has of his dad than being like, uh, it must be so much harder to have a kid who's like, why haven't I wanted? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with because me? Because it's not like, I mean, he's not in any way getting, like, I know it happens in divorced kind of relationships sometimes or like separated or whatever. Mm. Where like, you know, the dad or the, you know, it's usually the dad, to be honest. Like, the person kind of sweeps in and gets to do the fun things and bring mm. you to leisure plex And, like, oh, it's so much fun. Like, they become the hero because, like, you're only with them when they're in a good mood. But it's, like, Rilo, to be honest, like, will never not have your back. Like, we have seen that time and time again. Like, Rilo mm. is a mama's boy. Yeah, like, like, literally every morning he's like, you're the, the best. best. Yes, you're beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Jenny, you, you look never looked more breathtaking. He's literally like even like that to your friends though. He's just like, Jenny, you're my fucking best friend. He doesn't say fuck. Okay? I know. He's like, You're my best friend. He's like, You are my best friend. I've known you since I was two. And I'm like, I know, right? And he's like, Oh god, I love you. I know, he's like, God, I just But you know what I mean? It's like it's not like he's doing that thing where it's like at least he's so at least like, what he has yes. with his dad. He's appreciating it. I mean, it's sad because he's obviously like... He doesn't know him at all, but I'm he's just, just glad trying that he still to, has that yeah. What I love is that he still has the innocence of of not realising. And it's so innocent Which that is people nice. can treat you badly. Yeah. His dad is treating him really, really and badly. And he's like, it's amazing. But he's so innocent. He doesn't understand, which is like, I'm so glad. That shows that he's been brought up really well, that he mm. has only seen good things and good people. So true. So it's completely, he wouldn't, his mind can never go to being treated badly. So Do cute. You know? So cute. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's the divorce so that's the divorce goss. Which is fucking mad. And it's, putting a pin in it because who knows what will happen in the next few months it's going to be interesting to see but I'm literally I'm interested to see just for females if do you get any money out of it mm. is there any comeuppance yeah of? like where is the justification yeah. like where do you get justice I think I think most women do I, I don't feel like it will I don't know I, to be honest I am, I'm being uneducated I don't know much about it um, I've heard a good few stories since I've been talking about it on my Snapchat and stuff I've, and even just friends like men can hide their money mm. they can like put their incomings to a certain way and their outcomings to a certain way yeah and there's so many cases that like unless you had a load of money for like like the lawyers are kind of going to take what they're given yeah yeah, they're yeah, gonna, yeah. you know so Let's move on to our next topic, I think. I think we're... Yeah, put a pin in that. It'll be interesting to see what Put happens. a pin. We'll, we'll fucking update you because, yeah. you know, it's, it is... Know. We, we are a cliffhanger. If you didn't cop it, Lindsay didn't get the divorce, so... Yeah, didn't get the we divorce. We will do a, an update once yes. she has the big D but. inside her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the opposite of a fucking dick. Yeah, it'll be a fucking divorce. A big divorce dick. A big divorce circumcised chest piece okay so divorce divorcee so the reason that we actually wanted to talk about the kind of divorcee thing was because we got a really interesting question this week girl what was the baby girl so i put out on instagram because we always want to know what you guys want to hear because that's like important to us because we're not going to make fucking episodes that are only interesting to us what we think every week yeah like it is what we think but it's also like guided by you guys right yeah what's so, the kind of like um we just want yeah like society and Dublin. yeah what's going on what's the girl is talk it in? is it this is it there because we always say we're girl talk so i want to know what the fucking girls are talking about yeah and we're also thirsty too now uh, I'm yeah. sure you are too. and i love the goss so mm-hmm. we got one of our amazing listeners and she kind of wrote to me and i was like when i saw this quite this kind of predicament shall we say I was like, I actually think so many people would uh, relate to this. So, basically, Lindsay, this girl uh, messaged Mm -hmm. us on Instagram and was like, I really want you guys to talk about being friends with guys, okay? okay? And kind of framed in the sense that what happened to her is she had this really good guy friend. They were getting on great, everything else. How... Ever, he was maybe kind of pushing some boundaries every now and again, coming not coming on to her, but you know, you know when there's like certain lines being crossed. Mm-hmm. She had to kind of warn him a few times, kind of be like, "Here, 
And at one point she did have to kind of say like, can you just chill? Because it was making her feel uncomfortable. Anyway, he threw a fucking fit over it. They ended the relationship, etc., etc. By the way, this girl's in a long-term relationship, which is one of the reasons why she wouldn't have got with him. She said, like, in general, like, that she wasn't attracted to him anyway, but, like, you know, that was another kind of aspect. Yeah, there was Um, something definitely that was like... Yeah, like, that he knew, right? He knew she was in a long-term relationship. And now her boyfriend, and it's not even talking shit in her fella, that her her fella's kind of now saying, like, oh, like, I fucking knew it, like... The guy was always kind of like, I always knew, like, and like, in France, this girl, she wasn't saying that, like, her boyfriend was in any way, like, you know, guilting her about the friendship or whatever else. It was just so nice. Yeah, he wasn't like, you know, being like guilting her around having a friendship with a guy. Mm-hmm. It was just more that, like, she was kind of like, now her guy, her fella, and like, obviously his friends and stuff that she's friends with are kind of like, yeah, like, you can't be friends with a guy or that those boundaries will always kind of look be crossed. What, look what happens when you're friends with a guy kind of thing. Yeah, or like, not. I don't even think it was like telling her, like pointing the finger, like look what happens. It was more just like, how did you think this wouldn't happen? You know mm. what I mean? It was kind of like, this is why men and women are friends. And like, I know me and you have like different experiences, maybe not different opinions, but different experiences with guy mm. friends and I've heard loads of different situations with my guy friends or my ex-boyfriend or my current boyfriend where I'm like, girls and guys, give me friends. And he's just kind of like, so you think. So what do you kind of... So let's kind of break it down maybe, right? Yeah. Guy friends. Are you just waiting to fuck them? And then you can be friends? Or what? What I would... Okay. I am a self-proclaimed, not really a guy friend kind of guy. Yeah. If I have guy friends, they're usually gay. And if they're not gay, they're people that I have slept with or yeah. at least kissed or had heavily flirted with that, that kind of sustains the relationship. Mm-hmm. I've never had this, like, platonic, straight on straight, like, male friendship that mm-hmm. has sustained in any type of way any type of male friendship that I've had has always been either me kind of thinking that there's more there or them thinking that there's more there or else there's always a sexual kind of undertone yeah or else there's a relationship where like it's my like for example I'm friends with my sister's boyfriend Connor well yeah I mean yeah it's it's different there's a barrier there yeah, like, it's like me being friends with your boyfriend. It's like, yeah, obviously exactly. not going to be like, when will I, when will I fuck him? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, you know? friends that I'm friends with that are boyfriends. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, I, I guess I agree with you. Like, I mean, I've had... It's weird. I agree with you to an extent. Okay. Because... In my head, I don't, I don't like disagree with you, but I can't help but look at my actions and realize that they kind of uh, align with what you're saying. Yeah. So like, I am 100% able to be platonic friends with dudes. And I think I'm kind of, this is why I kind of related to the girl's question, because I have actually been in that situation before a lot of times where I've had a guy friend Mm-hmm. and I thought we were just cool platonic this is amazing we're just getting on and then they kind of fucking ugly come on to you even if you don't have a boyfriend like say and you're just like oh oh it just kind of makes yeah. this kind of like extra layer of your relationship or friendship and you're just kind of like oh now I have to tell you I don't fucking fancy you and mm. 
now I have to kind of be like, that's not where I really want to go right now. Yeah. And um, it's almost like breaking up with someone. Well, it, it's, 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 it's a constant kind of mark in the friendship. Because now mm. that's always happened. That's happened. Where you've mm. been like, I don't want to suck your dick. Yeah. <laughs> and you want me to. And I know you do. But now can we still be friends even though I know you want me to? Like, it's, And I don't want to. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's, it's, I mean, like, and I get it because, like, that's a big thing for humans, I think, to get rejection. Like... I've been there, you've been there, where mm. you've, like, fancied someone, you've come onto them and they reject you. It's really fucking, ugh. Yeah, it makes you feel icky. It's a horrible feeling. And with the whole guy friend thing, that's what I kind of always try and take in perspective. Where if there is a guy who's been really into you, and then it's all, all of a sudden like, oh my god, the whole time you wanted to get with me. I always try and, like, deconstruct it and be like, there's been so many times where I've been hanging out with a guy. And I've been really into him. Mm-hmm. And maybe I didn't see that he wasn't really into me. And maybe to him, this was just a cool friendship. But to me, it was like me getting closer and me getting closer. Yeah. So maybe for those guys, at some sometimes, you know, not with this situation because he knew she had a boyfriend, right? Yeah. But like with, maybe there are those times where you think you're getting close to someone and you're kind of building up this kind of rapport. And then the person's like... Oh, God, God, no, I don't feel that way about you. And, like, I can understand how that would sting. Do you know what I mean? Where I can. But that's what I mean with, like, with straight relationships. Like, mm. what are the kind of... Where's like, the cutoff, kind of, as well? Yeah, like, you can be, like, friends with a guy for however long. And you can never have kissed. But you can, like, each weekend be kind of, like bear hooking each other mm. sleeping in the same bed after a sesh even like freaking cuddling and shit yeah totally those kind of things and then how does it transcend if then next weekend you actually hook up with someone you like yeah and you don't go back to the bed and he's watching like these things like it's kind of difficult to like like we were saying what you need to do is to create some kind of boundary mm. but how do you do that when a lot of the time with friendships it's kind of unspoken like if you're it's fr- really unspoken and like that's what i that's what i honestly find hard we've been t- we were talking about this earlier like the whole boundary thing it's like how do you teach someone else your boundaries i mean obviously you know do you ask what it kind of more is right Mm-hmm. as me talking off the cuff or whatever it's more how do you teach someone who can't pick up general social cues your boundaries yeah I understand because you know if you're kind of like not being that forthcoming with the cuddles and they're a bit more that's like a social yeah, kind of they're thing they're more touchy feely and you're kind of like okay yeah then like if I was on the receiving end of that I'd be like okay this person's not that into me but maybe they're still hanging out with me so they obviously yeah you can pick up the kind of friend vibe I mean yeah. like you know there is this whole kind of like oh thing about like friend zone or whatever and it's like that is a thing it's like I've been there with guys and guys I know I know many guys who have tried it on with me and I've given them back a platonic vibe and they have eased off and yeah. it has been fine so you know in this instance we're kind of only talking about those people who for some reason don't want to or can't um kind of take on those social cues you know where you're where you've given them the whole shrug you've done everything you can you're like okay can i kind of break someone because to me that i mean i would find that really hard to hear you know like something like it's kind of like i do think it's kind of noticing traits that mm, someone would have mm. and i actually and i spoke to the girl the other i spoke to her about this like i gave a tattoo to 
these two gals that came over and they were chatting about boys and stuff and the girl who actually wasn't tattooing kind of was talking about the story where she's like been in this friendship with a guy mm. for ages and then they've both found themselves single and they kind of had a random kiss the other night mm. and like and it's all good and it's all good but I think what we're talking about is like she was saying that that same guy if she ever hooked up with a guy on a night out he would kind of get a bit like cold with her a bit like yeah possessive a bit like yeah. oh never mind you're not like that and that's thing. another kind of picking, picking up a social cue it's like we've all been there where you're like oh shit they maybe but, like me a bit more than but I like we them. also have to pick up that social cue totally. of being like am I actually being cared for here or am I actually just being for sure. seen as a certain type of possession yeah because like if someone actually cares for you and they are saying that they're your friend and you ha- end up getting up getting off with a dude if they're your friend, they would be like, fair play. Yeah, I do agree with you. However, to play devil's advocate, uh huh. I've been in situations with, like, say, guys that I've, like, hooked up with or whatever else. And, like, I've been like, yeah, we're fine. We're friends. It's all grand. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of only until I see them get with another girl that I kind of realize that I'm actually into them. So I kind of do get it where, like, I'm still their friend. Like, I still want the best for them. However, in, like, I mean, like, I'm sure it's the same with, in, like, gay relationships or whatever, but I can only talk for, like, straight relationships or whatever. Like, there is a thing where you're like, yeah, I'm your friend, you're my friend, you're your friend. But then sometimes, like, you see them get with someone else and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm actually into you. Okay, but then that is, again, a possessive kind of... Well, you can't help if you're into someone. I know, but if it takes to see them being taken by someone else for you to realise that you're into someone, does that not kind of show? I don't think it shows possession. I think, like, what I'm talking about when the base of your relationship is a friendship, okay? So, like, I've been with guys where, like, or I've had guy friends, really good guy friends, who I genuinely at the time was like, they're only my guy friend. Like, I just, I'm platonic with them. And say maybe we've had, like, a kiss or we've had a smooch here or there. But, like, and I've been completely fine with it, 100% of the way. But then there would be something, like, I'll hear they got with someone. And it's not that it's possessive, because I'm not like, you shouldn't do it. I think that's where the possession comes in, where someone tries mm-hmm. to, like, start a fight or, like, try to tell you what you can do. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, all of a sudden you get this kind of thing where you're like, fuck, I'm actually really into this person. Yeah. Okay. And it may kind of project to the person because you may be kind of cold with them because you feel weirdly betrayed, even though you know you shouldn't be betrayed because you're not yeah. with them. But you you know that feeling where you're like, oh, I can't even look at you because you betray- betrayed me, but I can't say that because we're not together. You know mm. what I mean? So yeah. it's like, that's where the con- kind of complex levels come in. Yeah, totally. You know? And like, but then again, like when we're talking about boundaries... That right there, we're kind of talking about two single people. But I think the boundaries really do come and in. We're also person... talking about two single minds. Yeah. As true. in, like, that one person can be thinking one type of thing and the other person can be not even aware that they're mm. thinking that one type of thing. So when we're talking about boundaries, um, I think every relationship, whether it's a friendship, mother-daughter, uh, you know, boyfriend-girlfriend kind mm. of relationship... It does, like, the respect level lies in boundaries. Mm-hmm. 
Like, so, and they are things that you, I think, need to constantly check up on, you know? Yeah. You're never just going to be casually in a relationship where it's like, oh, he knows this, like, there's boundaries in people's, like, personal space and just in your, like, living environment and, like, how you text, how you, like, respond to stuff, how you word stuff. Like, there's these kind of boundaries that, like, you know, it happens in relationships where, like, for example, someone can be a lot more of a talker and the other mm. person can be, you know, like, like we have to respect each other's boundaries and how we kind of present. Yeah. Them. And you, so can like, expect, you, you have to respect that, like, sometimes the thing that's most important to you isn't the thing that's most important to the other person. Yeah. And that's another boundary, you know, mm. it's like, say, for example, like, say, for example, me and Michael, right? He is not just as a person, mm. not a person who's glued to his phone. Mm-hmm. I am okay I work in social media I'm on my phone 24 fucking 7 I've got WhatsApp I've got iMessage on my computer and work you know like I'm constantly on it mm. so like you know I have to respect that like even though I'm that kind of crazy bitch that I will be sending him 75 memes a day being like ah! I have to respect that like it's not that it's a boundary thing that I'm not like annoying him but like his thing is like he might not respond to all of them mm. and that's kind of a weird semi-boundary where i'm like i have just respect that like he's just the type of person that isn't like glued to his phone yeah and that's not a it's not a reflection on me but it's a thing in our relationship you know and like mm. there's all these different kind of levels of boundaries you know and with this girl i think it's a very obvious boundary where it's like mm-hmm. you know if you're friends with someone and they are in a serious relationship because this girl explicitly said serious okay mm. as in years mm. you know that's a respect level like just to be like i respect that you you right now are in a relationship even if you are into that person okay say for example i know what happens you might be in love with your friend who has a boyfriend or a girlfriend mm. I mean, you do have to, at the end of the day, if they seem happy in every single way, Mm. I just don't know if, it's not that I think it's like bad or terrible to do, but like, it is respecting a boundary where you're like, you're with someone and you're happy. Now, there's all these different nuances and obviously if you're Mm. like having kind of flirty things and you know, Mm -hmm. you want to say to someone, I think we should be together. You know, there's so many different situations, but I'm just Mm. talking like in this girl situation, obviously that was a boundary for her and she Mm. actually explicitly said it where she Mm. was like, you need to chill. And he Mm. threw, he threw a fit over it. And it's just like, you've got two choices in that sense. Mm. When someone says you need to chill, you can be the sound bastard or you can be that freaky fuck. Crazy bitch. Who's thrown a fit. Yeah. And, like, you make the choice, you know? Exactly. But in regards to, like, I think um, what we really wanted to touch on in this episode is kind of, like, how to create boundaries for yourself and for your friends, if they're real friends. Like, it's so beneficial and, like, worthwhile to have male friends. Anyone I know who has, like, strong male friendships, Mm -hmm. like they see them as their worth in gold. They're like, you know, they guide me through just life in general. Like, Mm -hmm. they kind of give me different, you know, 
dimension to just being like I mean we can't just be like talking to girls all the time we need to know yeah. the other person's side and that and kind like, of stuff and like even for like you know gay people if we've got I know we've got gay guys who listen we've got gay girls mm. who listen but like I think it's always good to kind of have a diversity of types of opinions like a diversity of, of opinions in friendships is amazing it will teach you different people's perspectives it'll teach you different people's stances so like mm. if you're a gay guy like try and make some straight friends if you're a gay girl same you know like make straight girlfriends make straight mm. guy friends all the whole thing because mm. for me like having gay girlfriends having gay guy friends having straight guy friends all of those different opinion different like outlooks on life have only mm. enriched my life you totally. know also like i found out over the years like i have so many different gay straight friends they're all so individual like i hate that we're in a kind of time where we are, like, segregating people into gay and trans. And, you know, like, I have so many gay friends who are completely different to each other. Well, gay... I mean, it's ridiculous to define someone as gay because, like, it's, to be honest, reductive. Because it's saying that, like, you're a gay, so you're this type of person. It's like, no, you're just a person who has opinions and you happen to be, you know trans or you happen to be gay or you happen to be you know x y and z Mm. you know so it's like stop going on people's identities and or what we perceive as identities and more i value people on their opinions you know Mm. it's like that is what it is for me but anyway what we're talking about is the boundaries thing yeah you know so so what we want to round up with how would you lens i know you want to kind of touch on like how do you because i know this might have been like certain aspects of your relationship that it you know, you've learned from. Okay, so how I can kind of speak on this because we only ever speak on stuff that we kind of have knowledge and there's no point in us here talking about stuff that we don't know. Exactly. But from my past experience within creating boundaries, so in school I would have had friendships. I think, I mean, if I've been friends with a guy and I've been completely just like only seen him as a friend, if I've ever kind of got the feeling that he's been flirty towards me I've cut it off I've been open to him because we're friends I've been like don't flirt with me like in a kind of fun way just being you know like putting the boundary out there but still like whether or not I'm joking about it I'm putting the boundary out there I'm like no we don't do that those kind of words I think can help you in different situations because say if you have a guy friend who like you've been friends with for months and you share a bed and then randomly one night he kind of puts his arm over you or he like snuggles up to you and he like you can create the boundary by saying we don't do that we don't do that Mm. and I think it's just those kind of things that kind of vocalize stuff that like in a really non-sexy way not in a like we shouldn't yeah we don't do that so stop I think where it is for me uh, like I think I don't know maybe loads of girls will kind of relate to me more it's like I don't think I've been I'm very good at doing that to be honest mm-hmm. not that I mean not in the sense that I'm like I don't see it's important I actually think it's extremely important but as you were saying things like that I feel like I have been maybe not so confident to kind of lay down laws like that Mm. like I remember for example I mean this is years ago when I was I mean probably about 10 years ago I had a friend of mine and like you know I could kind of tell that he was really into me or whatever 
And there probably were some times where, like, it's not that he was, like, crossing boundaries or anything like that. But there were definitely times where, like, you know, there could have been opportunities for me to say to him, like, that's not our shit. I mean, there was nothing sexual or physical happening. But, like, I didn't kind of say... I didn't kind of cut it off for him, you know, that Mm. way. And I think it is really important. And I think with, like, those kind of things, it's, like, you kind of... It's a very adult thing to be able to sit someone down and be, like... It's a big kind of thing because you know how it can be quite just like I've had guys say to me, I don't feel this way about you and it's really hard to hear. However, thank God they did it because it actually does help you, you know? Mm. So I think it's like something that like, you know, I would like to get better at. And I think like I would encourage girls and any of our listeners, gays, guys, girls, whatever the fuck you are, to kind of own it and be like, you know, you know, teach people without being like high and mighty and just kind of like be able to say to people like no that's you know that's not our shit like that's i like you xyz and you know i'm hanging out with this guy at the moment and oh my god and it, it girls exclusive it he actually said this amazing thing because we always talk about Spread this kind of stuff we're always like debating or whatever and he said the other week uh we were talking about just kind of the whole issue of like boundaries and all that and he was like, a kiss is not a contract. Nothing is a contract. And sometimes I think when we find ourselves in a situation with a friend or mm. whatever, say if you randomly have been friends for four years and nothing has happened, and then you randomly kiss at a sesh, that doesn't mean that then you are like in a contract to go, like go to bed with him or anything like that. Like, or that you have to continually kiss. And you yeah, know what? Exactly. To wrap up the episode, Lens, I think that kind of goes f- full circle for us. Mm. Because if you think of your... And I'm just speaking for you, so cut me off at any point where you feel I'm misrepresenting you. Okay. But if you think of you when, say, your Christian kind of state of mind, the kiss was the contract. Yeah. You know? It, it was like, married. you were pregnant. Mm. And it was like okay and now we've seen where that can end people up you can end you in like you know uh, you know not to put you down honey I honey, know, honey don't worry. but you know you're yeah. years of kind of, even if you didn't have right it's like years of waiting for the divorce yeah. you're not divorced it's like you know mm. it's kind of an overhanging thing so, and i remember hearing that word like a kiss is not a contract it's kind of like you can be at a sesh with your best mate and you randomly have a kiss it doesn't mean that then you're now obliged to go upstairs with them or obliged yeah. that your friendship now means that you kiss. Totally. Like that there's some kind of sexual... Especially if you're not into it, you know? Yeah. I mean, because I've had, you know, to, on the other end of this, like, I mean, I've had guy friends who I've been friends with for years and, like, we did hook up and stuff. Mm. And, you know, to speak on the other end of it, we have had that kind of thing where there is the... We've actually both respected boundaries in such a great way, mm. you know? I've had situations and where, like... you do that? Um... I mean, I think we kind of touched in the last episode. Like, I remember I was editing the episode and I was kind of like, oh, Jenny, you didn't kind of get your point across there probably, where I was like, I sweep it under the rug when I ride my friends. What I meant, what I meant by yeah. that, I could hear what I actually meant. And what I yeah. really meant was that, like, I, for me personally, mm-hmm. and in those situations, you know, it's all, I think it's very nuanced. It's situation by situation, depends mm-hmm. on the person, depends on you, everything else depends on your background. Yeah. But in those situations, the best thing for me to do was to, you know, say if we did wake up in the bed the next day, act like a friend. 
you know, just be friendly and be like, oh my God, like that was mad, blah, blah, blah. Because like uh, in those situations, I could tell we were both very much on the same level. Like we, neither of us wanted, no, no one was like, I'm secretly in love with you. You know, it was yeah. very much just a like friend thing that just kind of fucking happened, you yeah. know, and we were both, you know, luckily on the same level. And so, but you know, I think a lot of the times maybe guys kind of think that, you know, I think also good guys and good people in general would be very mm. empathetic towards someone else's uh, kind of feelings, you know? Yeah. And when you sleep with someone, I think you always kind of have this, like, emotional kind of contract of, like, okay, we fucked. Like, we can never undo the fucking. Yeah. We've, we've yeah. fucked. We've seen you naked. Your dick has been in my vagina. Yeah, we had that whole... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, we liked it when it happened. Everything else. Yeah. So it's like, you're, you know, a good person will be empathetic towards their feelings. And, mm. you know, if you fuck someone, you kind of think, oh, maybe they do like me. Yeah. And I think we kind of set the boundaries. For me, I just set the boundaries by being like that. Like, I mean, you know, I kind of deal with, like sex with a friend as I do with fight with one of my girlfriends mm. like if me and you have an awkward fight one night yeah. if we wake up the next morning I'm just gonna act the most normal to you possible because that's how I find kind of comfort in it if someone mm. acts normal to me I'm like we're grand yeah and we can talk about that whenever but totally kind of it's like you know you know now that I'm not waking up like good morning Hey, hey. Do you know how long a taxi takes to get here? Because hey. I'm getting a fucking taxi to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what hey, I mean? Hey, Yeah, like, oh, uh, did you have a good sleep? Yeah. It's like, for me, it's like, yeah, my, my most important thing is just to be, like, as normal as I can. Yeah. And that to me, I mean, like, and that to me is, like, how I've dealt with those kind of boundaries is in when I've slept with guy friends. I mean, I think, you know, to wrap it all up, can girls be friends with guys but honky? Mm-hmm. Yes, they can. I've seen it happen loads of times. I've seen it happen with a lot of people. However, you know, and I'm sure it's, as we said, I'm sure it's the same with, like, gay people being friends with gay people. Even straight to gay, I'm sure there is that kind mm-hmm. of overlap as well. Like, I mean, people in general, I always say, when you are friends with someone, <laughs> like, all of my straight male friends, I've always been like, they're hot. I like their personality. Like, there's just... It's a hairline fracture away from me fancying them. And I think with all your friends, you're kind of the same. It's like, your personality's great. I think you're gorgeous. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, I think I understand where you're coming from totally. But in my conclusion, I don't think you can just be platonically friends with a guy. Mm. I just don't... Be, and, and, and that's probably only because I haven't had that. Yeah. And I don't know anyone who has. So, what do I have to go by? That's probably just a complete, like... No, like, I get it, though. I get it. Like, it's anecdotal, but it's realistic. Like, I I mean, apart from gay guys and my friends' boyfriends, I've never been friends with a straight guy who I haven't had some kind of kiss, some kind of undercurrent of, like, we should be together. Kind of yeah, I think for me, what I think it is, especially with like you know, it with straight kind of couples. I don't think it's that you can't. I think that it's just, I don't know. How do I explain this? I think that it's just that in times of like sexual need or horniness or just like randomly like drunkness and yeah. all that kind of shit. 
sometimes the people you're closest to are easiest to kind of fall into those situations. So, like, you know, the guy friends... I've gotten with loads of my guy friends who are like, I'm like, oh, I didn't even really fancy them. But because we had that level of trust, we mm-hmm. kind of getting off. And I don't think it's... It's weird. I think it's just so complicated. I can't even explain it properly. But I've, I have had guy friends who I haven't, you know, hooked up with at all. And I think you can be because I've seen girls be friends with guys completely successfully. Now, obviously, I don't know if they've hooked up with them or not. You know, yeah. who the fuck yeah. knows? Mm-hmm. But I'm just talking about from what I see from the outside. Mm. I think you can be. <laughs> but maybe I'm being really optimistic. You don't sound convinced, no offense. I know I'm not. I'm not convinced because, however, I mean, because what it is is like my actions have led me to the country. Okay, well, the majority know, of guy friends are like, you know friends are fucked. Yeah, same. But you know what we can do? The best way to conclude this is by asking our listeners. Yes. Do you have, we would love to know because Jenny and I are not in that position to be speaking of yeah. a like, completely platonic relationship. Do you have a guy that you've been friends with where you're both straight? Who's not good? Yeah, you're both straight. You're both riding people. And you have, like, been actual, genuine, good friends. Mm. There's so... I think it's, like, there has to be the mutual attraction, almost. Like, a gay guy with a gay guy and a a gay girl with a gay girl. You know that way? There has to be that kind of mutual, like, we could fuck at any time. Oh, to make yeah, to make it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, can you can you be platonic with someone that you could possibly sexual be sexual? Yeah, with? yeah, so true. Can you be platonic with someone who you also could potentially be in a relationship with? Yeah, I find it so interesting on shows like first dates when you see like when they put gays together and they're like getting on so well, but they're like, no, we just yeah, we're just pals out of the drawers. Like, How do you yeah. like that? Like, because that doesn't seem to work in heterosexual relationships yeah so let us you know you get on with a guy opposite sex and you're heterosexual yeah you're usually getting with them so yeah so we're really interested to know in more platonic relationships and the boundaries that you have created or lack of boundaries or just how you kind of function in today's society and in dating within keeping a platonic relationship totally and like and how the fuck if you guys have had this situation this girl has had have you got over it have you been able to stay friends with the person you know Mm. have you been able to actually resuscitate the the friendship yeah so let us know you can the best way to get at us to be honest right now is on our tumblr it's itgalspodcast.tumblr.com forward slash ask if you want to ask us a question Or yeah, you can DM um, us. Our Instagram is itgalspodcast. We're there everywhere. We're Pussycat and we're Mermaid and Jade on social. So we'll see you next week, biatches. Thank you for 40k in January. Yes, thank you so much for 40k downloads. Yes, you're fucking incredible, to be honest. Yeah. Love you, bitch. Crazy. Love ya. Platonically. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 